singing so well. We really enjoy those messages. Uh, we pray, if you're unconverted, that you will hear the voice of uh, the Lord Jesus calling you tonight to Himself. We want to turn tonight to God's Word to Matthew's Gospel and uh, chapter 23. The Gospel of Matthew in the chapter 23. And we're going to read a few verses together. I'm going to read from verse um, 28. Just break into the reading. The Lord Jesus is putting out his woes here upon the scribes and the Pharisees. In Matthew 23, verse uh, 29, Woe unto ye, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye built the tombs of the prophets and garnished the sceptres of the righteous. And say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would have not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore, ye be witnesses unto yourselves, that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Amen. And we pray the Lord would write his word upon our hearts tonight. We pray for God's help. I want to speak tonight and that question, a very fearful question, the Lord Jesus asked it, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? I thought to myself, I went round the doors of Five Mile Town, and people came out to me, and I said to them, well, I, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a very solemn question. Here's the question. How can ye escape the damnation of hell? They would have thought there's a mad man going up and down the street of Five Mile Town and all the rest of it. But remember here tonight, we're dealing with something the Lord Jesus speaks about. It's the Lord Jesus asked this question. And we want to consider this tonight. It's very solemn, very serious. Uh, one the Lord laid upon my heart tonight, and I pray that the Lord will speak to hearts. Right? If you're unconverted, and you'll come uh, to know Christ as your Savior. The other night, Colin spoke about the Father's house. Well, we're thankful that for heaven. But then, remember this, there's hell, and our God has a place, and it's called hell. So let's look tonight for God's help. Father in heaven, we pray that would bless us around the Word of God, and Lord, speak to hearts. We thank you for Lydia. We thank you for the gifts given to her. And we thank you for she's singing of Christ, our great Savior. And Lord, with all my heart tonight, I pray that sinners will hear your voice, calling them to come, that they might be saved. Bless us now and help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Some of the greatest opponents in the ministry and life of the Lord Jesus Christ were the scribes and Pharisees. And these men were from two religious groups in Jerusalem at that time. And they went about the street among the people, and they betrayed themselves as great men of God. You will, if you listen to them, if you watch them how they were dressed, their behavior. This is the way they showed themselves to the people on the streets of Jerusalem. But they didn't fool Christ. The Lord Jesus can see right into their hearts. And a number of times he called them hypocrites. In fact, seven times in this passage, he says they're hypocrites. You can see, for instance, there, it tells us, in the verse 13, But woe unto ye, scribes, Pharisees, 
hypocrites. Verse 14, woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Verse 15, woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. And you can go down that passage, and a number of times, as I have said already, the Lord Jesus said that these men, you're only hypocrites. You're only pretending. Only pretending to be righteous. Only pretending to follow God. I wonder, are, are there some people here tonight in this meeting, and you're a hypocrite? In other words, you're a pretender. You're not what you should be. You're not what you profess to be. Hypocrites. You'll find in the Bible, in the Gospels, that these men, they would come to Christ, and they would ask questions. They're always seeking to ask questions. And when they asked questions to the Lord Jesus Christ, it was, it was not to try to find out something or to learn more. They were asking questions to the Lord Jesus Christ so they could trip Him up. That's what they wanted. And you can find sometimes they came to Christ, like Matthew 12, verse 38, that they were looking for a sign. We, we want you to show us a sign. And then in Matthew 15, verse 1, they came, verse 1 and 2, they came, well, why, why, are, you, why are your disciples, they're breaking the tradition of our fathers, they don't wash their hands. And they asked a question about the tradition of their fathers. And in Matthew chapter 19, verse 1 to, to uh, verse 3, they asked a question about divorce, about putting away your wife. So time and time and time again, these men came to Jesus Christ and they asked questions. But the table's turned now. The Lord Jesus is going to ask them a question. Very solemn, very serious question. Coming from the lips of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus said to these men, How can ye escape the damnation of hell? And I've no doubt, I've no doubt here was a question. It was like a dagger. It was stabbed right into their hearts. How the Lord Jesus is looking at them. He's asking these men, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Well, I trust tonight the Lord will speak to your heart tonight. If you're unconverted, if you're listening then in your home, don't be turning off your computer, your laptop. Listen tonight. Listen tonight. I ask you, if you're in the meeting tonight, listen to this question from Christ. The unconverted person, man or woman, boy or girl, how can you escape the damnation of hell? And I want to say three very simple th things tonight. I want to speak to say the Lord Jesus spoke about the reality of hell. He spoke about hell as a real and a literal place. Now, the reason I say this is because we are living in a day and age when many people deny there is a hell, and they laugh about this place called hell. Indeed, they would mock gospel preachers like myself and Carl and Mr. McIntyre when we preach about this. But nevertheless, the Lord Jesus Christ speaks about the reality of hell. I came across a, a study today, a world, world value studies. It's the largest academic social, uh, social services uh, surveyors in the world. They've been running for 40 years. So they were given all the facts and figures uh, about doing surveys, about religion, and so, so on. And they talked about the Britons. And, uh, and it says that just under 49% of Britons don't believe in God. 
49%. Now, that has fallen about 25% in the last 25 years. So, when they broke it all down, they said, when they asked a question about hell, there were 32% under the age of 40 said this, they believed in hell. And then there were 18% of those aged 59 and on up to 71. They didn't believe in hell at all. So it seemed to be the older they were getting on in life, they did not believe in hell. But the Lord Jesus Christ believed in hell. Remember John Lennon, the singer said one time, imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. There's no hell beneath us. Oh, above us, only sky. There's no hell. There's no hell beneath us. And there are many, many people in the United Kingdom today, and they say there's no hell. But that is not true according to the teaching of the Lord Jesus. Remember, He's a God who cannot lie. And we do know that many people do not preach about hell. It's not easy. I had to say that tonight. But we are to pray. See, it's Spurgeon talked one time of a minister, and he says there are some ministers who never imagine anything to do with hell. And he said, I once heard a minister one time, and he said to a congregation, if you don't love the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be sent to that place which is not polite, polite to mention. And see, it's Spurgeon heard him saying that. He said, that man ought never to be allowed to preach again. There is a place called hell, according to Christ. Thirteen times in his ministry he spoke about this place, and there were names given to it, and there were different names given to it. We think of the name, and it's in the Greek, Hades. In Luke 16, verse 23, and in Hades he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. In her text, the Lord Jesus is using a valley outside the city of Jerusalem called Gehenna, where they burnt all the rubbish. And when people could look upon this rubbish blow, burning up and the flames ascending up from it, it was a reminder, it was a visible picture to the people that here's a picture of hell. And then there's a shadow. Psalm 9, verse 17, the wicked shall be turned into shadow, into hell. There's another word in 2 Peter 2, verse 4, Tartius, the name is, talked about the angels of God that cast them down to hell. I want to say to you tonight, you can change, you can change the names. You can talk about Hades tonight or Gehenna. You can talk about Shiloh. You can talk here tonight about Tartius. You can change the names, but you'll not change the place. You'll not change the place. They're all referring to the same place, and it is this place which is called hell. There are many people, they laugh. They make shows about it, putting on your television. What do we see? Holidays from hell, neighbors from hell. There is a place, according to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's called hell. Names is placed upon Think about his nature. It's described many times in the Bible. We just quote them very quickly. Matthew 22, verse 13, out of darkness. In Matthew 18, verse 9, the Lord Jesus says to be cast into hell fire. And so we find here that there's darkness, 
We find here there's a fire. In Revelation 17, verse 8, it talks about the bottomless pit. And 2 Peter 2, verse 4, talks about the, the angels, the, uh, the angels of sin, they were cast down into hell and delivered on the chains. And so here's what it's like. It's like a prison. It's a fire. It's a pit. And there's darkness. And the Lord Jesus speaks about this terrible place. It's called hell. I said the other night, Colin talked about heaven. The warmth of heaven. The width of heaven. And how the Lord Jesus prepared a place, wonderful place to go to heaven. But here we find the Lord Jesus is turning it all around. And he speaks here tonight about hell. Think about the nature of hell. Terrible place. What about his nearness? Some people say to me, and, and when I do outreach, oh, hell, we're, we're living in it. We're actually living in hell. That, that, that is not true. That is not true. How is it true? I said, there are Christians here on earth. There's no Christians in hell. And there's water. There's water here on earth. But when the man went to hell in Luke 16, he couldn't even get a drop of water. Hell is not, it is not, it is not upon this earth. You may be going through a very difficult time in your life. You may be going through a hard time that's wrecked your life. But it's not hell. Hell's afterlife. Hell is after you die. Some people think that it's in the center of the earth. They, they say that because over Numbers 16, verse 30 to 33, you can think there of Korah and those who rebelled against God. And God opened up the life and they went down. The Bible says here they went right down into the pit. And the earth closed over again. That word can mean grave, by the way, as well. I want to say to you tonight, where's hell? It's at the end of a crisis life. That's where it is. And it's near. It's near. Take it out in Luke chapter 16. The Lord Jesus tells us here about the rich man. He died. And here's what the Lord Jesus said. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in a tremendous. But notice here, he's living. He's living in the world. He's a rich man. He's got his possessions. He's got his popularity in the, in the community. Everything seems to be going well with him. But he dies. And what does it say? He lifted up his eyes in hell. Being in torments, immediately, immediately after he died, he found himself in hell. Hell is very near. It's very near. I want to impress this upon the hearts of those who's all converted tonight in this meeting. One minute you can be taken out of the scene of time and find yourselves in hell. It is only, it is only a heartbeat away tonight. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he speaks here about the reality of hell. It's a real place. I want to ask you tonight, talked about the survey done at the beginning here. What box would you tick? What box would you take tonight? Would you say, to, would you say there's no hell? Or, or I don't believe in it? The Lord Jesus Christ warns us. There's a place. It's called hell. And he's looking at these men. And I want to press that upon your heart tonight about God's great eternity. Yes, there's heaven, everlasting life. But there is hell, according to the Bible. 
and I believe the Bible. I believe this. I believe it all in my heart. I never forget the day that my eyes were open to this fact that there is a hell and that I was going to it. And that's what brought me to Christ. He spoke here about the reality of hell. He spoke about the penalty of hell because look what he speaks of. The damnation of hell. And that word sometimes is translated in our Bible like Matthew 5, verse 21. The Lord Jesus talks about judgment. That's the same Greek word, the judgment of hell. In John 3, verse 19, you have the word condemnation. Well, that is the same Greek word here the Lord is using for damnation. So we can really say he's saying about this judgment tonight of hell, the condemnation of hell, the, the damnation of hell. There's a great punishment, a penalty upon those who go. Can I say it's very particular, this penalty and punishment? It's only for the wicked. It is only only for the unsaved who will find themselves in hell. It says in Psalm 9, verse 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God, God's people will not be cast into hell. But it says here, the wicked shall be turned into hell. And notice, all the nations that forget God, they live their life without God. They don't want Him. But it is for the unrepentant sinner who finds themselves in hell. And if you die in your sins, can I say it tonight to the unsaved in this meeting, you die without Christ tonight, you'll find yourself in hell. And I'm warning you, the Bible's warning you, Christ is warning you here tonight. You cannot, you cannot live a life without Christ. You cannot live a life of wickedness and sin and find yourself and find yourself not going to hell without Christ. It is a particular punishment here. The Lord Jesus was speaking, remember here, to the scribes and Pharisees. You can read in verse 14, they made long prayers. They, they prayed. You can read in verse 23 about how they tithed. They were tithing right down to herbs. You can read how they were trying to live clean lives outwardly, how they built tombs for the prophets. All of these things were said of them. But I want you to notice here tonight, these men were going to hell. They were going to hell. They were full of religion. They stood outside and they prayed and they tithed, and they fasted. Yes. And then what hope, what hope has a person got who doesn't pray, who doesn't tithe, who doesn't try to live a righteous life outwardly? What hope have they got? None. None outside of Christ. So we find here a particular punishment for these people. Remember, it says in Revelation 21, verse 8, but the faithful and unbelieving and abundable and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, listen, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And you can read that list yourself in Revelation 21, verse 8, and see, is your name in it? If you're unconverted, your name is in that verse. Where is it, you say? The unbelievers. Those who don't believe in Jesus Christ is on the list. And the Lord Jesus says here, 
going to hell. There is this place. You will be judged. You will be condemned. You will find yourself damned. It's very particular, this penalty to the people. It's for the wicked, to those who die without Christ. It's also a painful penalty. No words of mine, no words of mine tonight or any gospel preacher can tell what the sinner will face when they come before God in their sins and they find themselves under the wrath of God without mercy. No words of mine tonight can tell you tonight how terrible, how terrible it would be for anyone who dies and go to hell. It's terrifying. Read the Bible. Read in Luke chapter 16. And the rich man died and lifted up his eyes in hell, being in torment. He says, listen, I am tormented. I am tormented in this flames. I am being tormented. I am being tortured. You see, he found himself in hell. It's a very painful punishment. Penalty who finds themselves in hell. You can think about the physical sufferings. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 10, verse 28, that we're not to fear him. Fear them which kill the body, which are not able to kill the soul. But fear him which is able to destroy, listen, both soul and body in hell. And so the body and the soul is destroyed where in hell there's great physical sufferings. There's weeping. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 8, verse 12, But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The word weeping means lamentation. No, it means wailing. People's crying, and they're wailing. They're being tormented. The pain is making them to, to, to wail. There's mantle. There's mantle suffering. Well, the worm dieth not, the Bible says in Mark 9, verse 44, and the fire is not quenched. Their conscience, their conscience is still alive in hell. And they remember, they remember, they remember the life they lived. They remember how foolish they were. How they heard the gospel. Maybe they were brought up in a Christian home and mom and dad prayed for them. They came to a Bible-believing church. And they heard the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And come to Christ and you will be saved. And all of these things will come through their heart and through their mind. Mental suffering. What did it say? What Abram said to that man in Luke 16? Son, remember. Remember? Do you remember how you lived? Do you remember how you lived in the world? The pleasures? The sin? Get riches. This old beggar Lazarus, he sat at your grave, at your at your gate. You wouldn't even give him a few crumbs. Do you remember, son? Remember the mantle sufferings in hell. What a fool I've been! What a fool! I turned my back on God. I turned my back on Jesus Christ. I live for the world. I live for sin. Mantle sufferings. Spiritual sufferings. Remember the soul is cast into hell. Remember the Lord Jesus said in Mark 8, verse 36, For what shall a prophet a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The loss of the soul is the most serious loss anyone, anyone could ever lose. John Blanchard said it is utterly impossible to imagine anything worse. 
the loss of your soul. Can I say it's a permanent penalty? It's a damnation of hell. In Matthew 25, verse 46, the Lord, the Lord Jesus says about those who, who's, who's without him, the, the, the goats, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment. This is what he says. This is what he says will happen to the people who come before him at the end of time without him, without Christ, without hope. They'll go away into everlasting, into everlasting punishment. And they never get out. They never get out. Even after a thousand years, they don't get released. Ten thousand years, ten million years, there's no escape. The people are there forever without pity, without mercy, without comfort, without ease. It's everlasting. And that's why the Lord Jesus here, he refers to it, the damnation of hell. He's looking at these men. How can you escape the damnation of hell? It's a terrible place. And don't let the devil fool anyone here tonight in this meeting and say, no, no, I don't believe this. It's not true. The grave is the end. Or people say tonight, there's no hell. The grave's the end. I remember meeting a wee man, a Roman Catholic man in Hilltown. Colin and I had been going to do outreach in December in Hilltown, real Roman Catholic town. I remember meeting this wee man, and I could talk on him, and boy, and he told me, and he told me boldly and very confidently. You know what he said to me? He says, uh, there's no hell now. There's no hell. And I says, well, who told you that? And I think the Pope had come out with some statement to, to, to sort of verify that, but someone had told him. And this wee man was going through his yard, and he, he was really happy to hear the news. There's no hell. But I had to tell him he's wrong. And there is a hell. And it's the damnation of hell. It's a place where God will punish sinners for their sins. And if you die in your sins and come before a holy, great God, you will face punishment. Guilty, that's what God would say. You're cast out of his presence into everlasting fire. It's God's prison house. It's a terrible thing to sin against God. Sin is no small thing. It's no little thing. It's a terrible crime. You're sinning against the King, the God of heaven. And the punishment is everlasting. The damnation of hell. But I want to say here tonight, he spoke about a mystery of hell. What was that? How can you escape the damnation of hell? Or we could put the word problem in here. And to some people, it's a very simple problem. How, how can we escape uh, the damnation of hell? And what did it say? Well, just do the best you can. That's how you escape. That's all you've got to do. Just try to live a sort of half-decent life and try to help people and go to church or go to chapel and say a few prayers and don't, don't really do anything really wrong in your life now. And you'll escape. To some people and to many people, it's a very simple, simple answer. But that's the wrong answer. There's no way to escape at all. The Bible says it's not of works, lest any man should boast, you see. So I said to you, this is not a simple answer to this. 
But say, there's a, there's a solved problem. And what I say to you is, how can we escape the damnation of hell? Thank God tonight we can turn our eyes from hell and look to Jesus Christ. And there's the answer tonight. How can you be saved? How can you escape the damnation of hell tonight? The Lord Jesus Christ. And I want in, in the closing moments of this meeting to you to look to Christ. Do you see Him by faith? Do you see Him leaving heaven, coming down into this world, living that perfect life? He, he did no sin. The Bible says He knew no sin. He lived that perfect life. Do you see Him? Do you see the Lord Jesus Christ going to the cross and He's bleeding and He's dying in great pain? He's suffering the wrath of God tonight. Why is He doing this? To save us. To save us from going to hell. And God's wrath fell upon Christ as He made that one sacrifice for sin forever. And He died and He put away sin by the sacrifice of Himself. And I see here the love of Jesus Christ, how He loved us. How he loved us, he come from heaven into the world and to suffer and to bleed and to die to save us. How he loves us. How he calls us tonight. Come unto me, all that labor and have you laden, and I'll give you rest. He's the only way to escape the damnation of hell. Remember, it says over in 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 10. And it says, And to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, notice the words, was delivered us from the wrath to come. This is what Paul was writing to these believers. Here's something Christ has done. He's delivered us. He saved us from the wrath to come. How can you escape the damnation of hell? Then you must trust Jesus Christ to be your Savior. And you must repent from your sin. You cannot have sin in the one hand, the Bible in the other hand. It's one or the other tonight. You must turn, turn away from the world and turn away from your sin and come, come to Jesus Christ just the way you are. Come and trust Him. And if you come to Him tonight, you will escape the damnation of hell. He will save you. His blood will wash away every sin. He'll give you everlasting life and one day He'll bring you to heaven to the Father's house. There's no other way to escape. I remember a boy saying to me one time when I was telling him about the way of salvation, or telling him about, about hell and about being saved, and he said, there's got to be another way out of it. That's what he said to me. It was a friend of mine. There's got to be another way out of this. And I said, no, no, there, there's no other way. There's no other way to God. There's no other way to escape. There's no other way to be saved but Jesus Christ. Well, I want to finish the meeting tonight by lifting up Christ to you, the blessed Son of God. Do you see Him by faith tonight, His love, His grace, His mercy? Do you see His power tonight, how He can save you and give you everlasting life? And He's saying, look, do you want to escape the damnation of hell? Do you want to be saved do you want your sins forgiven? Come to me. Come to me just the way you are. Repent from your sin, and I will save you. I will give you everlasting life. My master you tonight. Have you considered these things? Have you considered your soul tonight? Have you ever come to Christ? 
Oh, if I can help you, come and trust him. Come and trust Here's Here's a beauty in, in closing tonight. You can escape the damnation of hell tonight. How shall you, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Jesus Christ, when should you escape? Tonight. The day if you hear his voice, harden not his heart. Remember the Bible says, how can we escape? Shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? But when should you escape? Tonight. Tonight. Maybe you are troubled. Maybe you're troubled before you came to the meeting. Maybe God has been speaking to your heart tonight about these things. You'll never be saved till you see that you're lost and heading to hell. You'll never be saved till you see these first things. It's a very tough lesson, a very t- a tough thing maybe to preach about sometimes. But you will never be saved until you see your sin, your lost estate, and you're going to hell, and you, have, you, ha- you can find a great Savior in Jesus Christ. You'll never be saved until you see you're lost. Do you know you're lost tonight without him? Do you know tonight you're heading down towards hell? Then come. Come to Jesus. If I could tonight, we'd bar the door. We would block the door. We would, we would close you in tonight. We wouldn't let you out. We wouldn't let you go away without Christ, lest you find yourself in hell. Don't do it. Don't go on without him. Come to him tonight, and my Lord bring you to him that you may be saved. If I can help you or the other men is with me, we would love you tonight to be saved and settle this matter about your soul and come to Jesus Christ. Do speak with us. If you have any questions, we'd love to speak with you. We're going to sing a couple of verses, 256. They've already asked the question. I want you to really seriously think of these things tonight about eternity. Where will you spend eternity? Where will you spend it? You're going somewhere, you know, tonight. And if you're right, Christ, you're going down. We have to be honest tonight. But thank God you can change that tonight and be saved. Come to Christ. The first and last verse for the men on the desk, and we will stand to sing.